0: nail beauty school was just the beginning right what on earth do you do now welcome to the sell and success podcast with monaco nail academy our topics stretch beyond nails and into all things sell and related business marketing and social media and at the very least hits you with real honest stories about our experiences this isn't school this is real life real business and really freaking hard work the Sell Success podcast is recorded live on Mondays at 5 p.m. New Zealand time on facebook.com slash Academy and available via Spotify and Google playlists. Before we get started, wherever you are, thumbs up, tag a friend um, in the comments or hit that share button and support small business. And with that, I will hand on over to Janelle. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, it's Janelle
1: here, a.k.a. <laughs> Plume Nail Design. Um, today I have with me Penny Hello. in person, and I've also got Mariah. Hi, guys. And I, my special guest, or my special guest, we're all special here, um, is Chelsea, my friend Chelsea from Queen of Swords Media. Um, Hello. She's going to be our guest today, talking all about social media and questions that you have or we have. We've um, prepared some questions as a, as a pre-starter because really I haven't done any social media work um, or like I've, no, I've never gone into it so really I've got no idea what the hell I'm doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know Penny has done a little bit and I was going to ask Mariah, have you done any social media work?
2: Uh, not really, no. no Okay, so <laughs> two of us are clueless. If I have, I don't even
1: know about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so two of us are clueless and Penny, well she, she's her own self-proclaimed Amazing,
0: brilliant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just a pro Googler. <laughs> so, I wanted to start out by asking you, Chelsea, um, just give us a brief explanation of what you do and how you got into it.
3: Sure. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I'm Chelsea. Um, I started my own social media business about this time last year. Um, I specialize in social media management and Facebook advertising for uh, various types of clients. I worked in marketing beforehand um, in various marketing roles. And before that, I studied a a Bachelor of Business and a Bachelor of Communication Studies at university. So, um, But of course, while I was studying, I always wanted to start my own business. Um, So after I had got a little bit of experience out in the real world, Um, decided that social media was the part of marketing that I, I guess, I vibed with the most. And uh, about this time last year, I really niched down into exactly what I wanted to do in my own businesses, which was the social media management. Um, And also in that way, I felt like I could help uh, as many businesses as possible, really, because it's something that every business needs, whether you're a small freelancer, self-employed or a big corporation. Um, So yeah, that's where I am now, 12 months later, working with some various clients and uh, yeah. (laughs) Cool, so
1: without naming any names, what kinds of businesses do you work with?
3: Sure, well at the moment, so I can't give off names, but in terms of industries, I've got anything from real estate to the performing arts uh, to uh, my most recent client uh, for Facebook advertising is in the realm of home organization. So it's a real mix, um, which I absolutely love, uh, sure. rather than being in just one area. It's it, it's really interesting working with different industries.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I know, Penny, you sort of delve into it a little bit with Salon, um, like the different marketing ways of marketing your salon mm-hmm. is there anything that you'd specifically like to ask chelsea or get some advice oh, on For
0: the warning <laughs> <laughs> um, not straight off the bat i don't think like i will have definite questions <laughs> as we get into a conversation but um no not yet mm-hmm. right <laughs> do you have anything initially that you feel like you want to ask chelsea
2: Maybe just like, how do people approach you, Chelsea? Or do you go looking for your clientele? Um, Do they come to you? (laughs) How do you market your marketing? I guess.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No. Good question. Um, And I guess yeah, that there is that irony there. And as a business person myself, I need to do my own marketing. So in saying that, social media marketing is um, quite a large portion of my own marketing. Um, As a I guess a, a service business, I'm working with other business owners. So B2B, um, I use LinkedIn a lot, um, yeah. which is what I highly recommend for our service businesses. Um, cause my ideal client is a professional as a business owner. And where do they hang out? They hang out on LinkedIn a lot. Yeah. Um, and saying that as the months have progressed, I am starting to get more organic um, leads coming in, people filling in the website uh, contact form on my website who have, they've said they found me on Instagram and um, in saying that, of course, with any business, you also get referrals. Um, so word of mouth, yeah. family, friends. Um, it's a big mix, um, but certainly uh, yeah, the marketing of your own marketing business is something that you, you really need to work on each week yourself. So mm. um yeah, highly recommend LinkedIn if that's the main takeaway, LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> Can I just clarify though, Chelsea, um, LinkedIn like would be more business to business, right? Like, yes. yeah, so for, for us running salons, yep. am I right and that LinkedIn is maybe more of a business to business avenue and not necessarily for a salon looking for clients?
3: yeah yeah that's right so when it comes to to collaborations
2: or something like that kind of thing as opposed to like clients
3: yeah so with every industry you've got to think okay where does my ideal client hang out online when you're thinking of what platforms to focus your marketing on um so for example for you guys i would recommend for salons for nail techs to focus your efforts on facebook and instagram uh, particularly Instagram, what you, your service that you provide is of course very visual. Instagram is the most visual platform um, and in saying it, focus your efforts on one to two platforms and and make them your bread and butter in terms of your social media marketing. Um, a lot of business owners get caught up in things like Twitter and and even Pinterest and and, and if you did have the time and an effort to be able to do that I would even recommend Pinterest for you guys as well but it's not the main avenue um, so definitely Facebook and Instagram for you guys.
0: Yeah I
1: know I've seen a couple of like I think I follow one or two artists that do a Pinterest board and I started one but really like for me, the idea of Pinterest is so different to what we do yeah. that I can't, like, imagine a client looking at it and going, oh, yes, mm-hmm. I need to seek that person out, like,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a Pinterest board, but it was a Pinterest community. And so the way that we ran it as a sell-on, which worked really well, was that, um, and to be fair, Pinterest was a bit more of a thing. Like, I feel like it's faded a little bit since when mm-hmm. we were doing this. But um, what we did, we had a community board. All our clients were members of the community board, and they would post their ideas into the community board. And we, um, they would, they would turn up for their appointment, and we'd say, "Do you have an idea for today?" And they'd say, "Yes, it's on the board." And so we had this collective ideas space that we didn't have to curate, our clients curated it for us, and that worked really well with Pinterest, yeah. but um, when we closed down the full-time salon and shifted to just doing, like me doing some personal clients and focusing on education, we stopped doing Pinterest. Right. Mm.
3: Yeah, and also oh. Pinterest itself is more of a, a search engine as well, rather than a social media platform, and of course you guys also need to think about the fact that you guys are local businesses, essentially, not servicing all of New Zealand you're servicing a certain area or a certain city Um, so in terms of Pinterest it's it's a lot easier with Facebook and Instagram to nut down your marketing to being um, you know location-based and it
1: kind of leads well into my next question for you um, which was because I know a lot of people's perception of social media marketing or managing is like just gaining followers um, mm. and, and how, how you increase your followers cause the, you increase the more followers, the more likely your product is meant to be bought or that kind of thing for us. Is there anything that you can recommend? Cause we need to turn clients or followers into clients. Yeah. What kinds of things do you suggest for us to like, how, how would we do
3: that? Sure. So I guess at the end of the day, yeah, that is the big question is turning the followers into the customers, into the mm. clients and the social media is of course a brilliant way to do that. But unfortunately it's not simple or just easy. It's, it's something that takes a lot of time and a lot of consistent effort. Um, so the way that I approach and yes, of course the followers and the numbers of followers, that's good for social proof, you know, and At a very, um, I guess, shallow level, it looks good. When you've got 1,000 or 10,000 followers on Instagram, it looks good, but at the end of the day, social media marketing, for me, personally, is about relationship building. It's about giving value to your audience. It's about pushing up content, pushing up posts that your audience engages with in order to make them know, like, and trust you and with the know, like, and trust and the engagement comes growth. And with that, you can turn a, a loyal, strong community of followers. You can It's easier to turn them into paying customers. If you kind of think of social media marketing as like a funnel, you know, like a sales funnel. So it's like at the top is, you know, the brand awareness. It's, it's getting your name out there and the more, valuable content you post, the more relationship building activities you do, you can move your followers or potential customers down the funnel until when you finally post what we call a call to action. So um, asking your followers to buy from you, to book an appointment or sign up to your email list, they're more likely to do so because essentially they see you as the position of authority, the person that they know, like, and trust. Um, so specifically, I guess, for nail salons, as I said before, you gotta think about the fact that you're a local business. Um, and one thing I preach a lot in terms of, okay, that's all very well to say, I need to build relationships and put engaging content out there. Okay, what kind of engaging content? What, what can I do? So for you guys, a good way to think about it is uh, the three E's of social media, which is engaging content, educational content, and um, entertaining content. So if we want to have some specific examples for you guys, okay. So engaging content for you guys could be, um, asking your followers what what they like, uh, getting feedback on designs, uh, could be using Instagram stories and uh, putting them polls. It's a really good way to get market research to see what potential customers do and don't like. Um, entertaining content. Well, in, it doesn't... Really? Doesn't yeah. means exactly any sort of related humor to your industry, any sort of humor that your um, audience would like. And then the third one was educational content. So this is really good in terms of making you the expert online in your industry, in your area that you're servicing, becoming the go-to person. So it could be um, how-tos with uh, looking after your nails after you've had them done, you know, upkeep. Um, and you, and there's so many different ways on social media, different formats that you could use Instagram stories, Facebook video, you know, you don't need to have the, you know, super up-to-date technology to do that. Just get your phone and, um, you know, do a Facebook live, um, there's so many things that you could do but as long as you're sticking to the different types of content engaging educational entertaining content and then within that the actual call to action sales posts asking your audience to actually hey book an appointment uh sign up to my newsletter um
2: Chelsea just to clarify you're saying don't like loophole or don't pigeonhole yourself into one of those areas, educational, entertainment, or think you want to like try and cover the whole basis?
3: Yeah, definitely a mix. Um, Think of it as um, I call it the 80-20 rule, maybe 70-30, you know, there's a bit of leeway. Um, 80% the three E's, engaging, educational, and entertaining content. And then the other 20-30% are your sales posts call to actions to um, get your followers to book an appointment with you.
0: I think as well, um, like just elaborating on what Chelsea was saying, um, like remember why you're on social media. Like you're not on social media to buy stuff. Like I don't go, oh, I really wish I had a blah. So I go on Facebook to look for it. I'm on Facebook because I'm procrastinating. I'm socializing. I'm, like I'm waiting for a bus. I'm like, there's something, there's a reason I'm on there and it's, it is to be engaged and entertained like what Chelsea's mm. saying. So like when someone makes their posts too salesy um, with like, and I'm, I'm aware of the 80-20 rule that Chelsea's talking about and the way that we manage that at Monaco is that all of our content is the, the three E's, but that our 20%, um, which is our ads so if you of what you see it really should be the um the value and then 20% should be sales but of what we're posting to our page all the time it's all the the free value the engaging educational entertaining content and then it's it's set off by ads that we run but like that doesn't mean that everyone should necessarily do it that way but just that
2: it's That's definitely fun. Hmm. Walking the line and making sure you don't become that stupid ad in the middle of the video on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So like when I first started doing social media for my nail stuff, like eight years ago, um, I would post a picture of nails and then underneath I would list the price. I would list how to book and like I it, every yeah. single post was an ad and and it kind of worked because to be honest, social media was a very different place um, and and algorithms and stuff weren't weren't as strong because so there weren't as many users but if I tried to do that now no one would engage with any single post because like I'm not here to be sold to and the second that you tell me I have to buy something I'm not interested anymore whereas it's more about like the 3 E stuff is more about planting a seed it's like you you put up your photo and of your work and instead of saying um you know buy my stuff you say like like how incredible would this look with this dress from the shop or how like wouldn't you love to wear this on your wedding day or which of these do you like better this set or this set like which blue do you like better like it's about like talking to your followers the way that you would talk to your friends like I would text my friends and be like which outfit should I choose I would text my friends and say oh my god how cool is this color it's it's more engaging with people like they're scrolling through because they're looking for content from their friends, not because they're looking for content from you. So if you treat them that way, then when, when it's time for them to call a nail tech, you'll be front of mind and you won't have been tainted by them have been seeing sales posts all the time. They'll feel familiar with you and the know, like and trust that Chelsea was talking about will have happened through those posts. Mm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. It's all about building a rapport and also having that two way conversation rather than traditional media like TV and radio is blasting a message to an audience that can't talk back to you. But right. social media is literally about being social. And I guess you guys also have a bit of a, a, a benefit of being a nail tech. A lot of you probably use your own like personal brand or maybe you're self-employed. Maybe it's, it's you by yourself, maybe working from home having having your home-based business and so you are the face of your business so that is a real benefit and you should use that and and to get people through the door in any sort of beauty industry really it's one thing to be really good at what you do but to also really just like the person and and have a rapport with that person a lot of the reasons why we all go back to any sort of beauty-based business is because we feel comfortable with that person and we like them, not just because they did a good job. And so social media is a really good way to start that relationship. It doesn't start when they've put an appointment and they're in there already. It's on Facebook, on Instagram and getting it off on the right foot.
0: That like part that you mentioned, Chelsea, I think is so important just like you said that we go back to places in the beauty industry because we like the person and like that's so so important because yeah. there's not really any other um like mainstream industry where you're in someone's personal space the way someone is in the beauty mm-hmm. industry like a makeup artist is touching your face a nail technician is holding hands with you never mind waxes
2: like yeah
0: <laughs> that we actually feel comfortable with the person that we're with and and uh, that we do actually
2: genuinely like them.
3: Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Mariah, how do you feel about all
2: this? Um, yeah, just taking it all in. I think my next <laughs> question would be, um, like we've obviously established, the whole world is on Facebook and Instagram, um, and they're obviously looking for, for those, those social interactions and things. How would you recommend standing out from the rest? Mm.
3: I think the first thing that comes to mind is just being consistent with your social media marketing. Um, it's about putting out the content and it's putting out the, the variety of content. And it's again, going back to the the general eighty twenty rule of yeah. of not just being the person who's promoting, promoting, promoting it's, it's going above and beyond with your content. Are you the person who has a, a top Tips Tuesday on Instagram every week in your Instagram stories where you—it's a video of you—it's on your phone and you're giving your five best tips for you know as I said before upkeep of your nails. Um, you guys of course can use your—you're the experts here in that you can use your imagination with with top tips within your industry, but it's really about going above and beyond with the content and not just quality over quantity. It's literally quality and quantity at the same time
2: okay um, yeah so what would you say a minimum and maximum in terms of what should be look like then it
3: depends on yeah ballparkish uh, a lot of it depends on what works personally for you so you have to do a bit of testing one week on Facebook you might post five times um, and one week you might post three times and see what is working better for Instagram if you actually really want to grow your Instagram you need need to be posting at least once a day in fact twice a day would be ideal Um, but that's if you really want to grow it yeah, but it takes a lot of testing and, and seeing. And even then, you could be posting five days per week. But if your the content isn't really that engaging, then it's probably best to do the the quality over quantity. And then, Is this, if, oh,
2: sorry, slightly. Like, when you say try it out, see what happens. What am I looking for? What do, what do I want to see? See what? <laughs>
3: Yeah, so on, on the basic level, I know we don't like the word like analytics and stuff, but you want yeah. to be looking at your reach and your engagement. Um, and they're two things that you can quite easily read on your Facebook page yeah. and in your Instagram analytics. So how many, the reach is how, how many people are actually seeing your posts, and the engagement is how many people have reacted, yeah. shared, commented, etc. cetera. Um, and seeing, looking at those numbers and going, okay, that post on Tuesday had a much higher reach and engagement with that post. Why? What type of content is it? What, what's working here? What's the difference between what did I do this week that's different to last week? And yeah, it takes a bit of extra time to do that. And I recommend doing that at least once a month. But I think it's something if you have a basic idea of what seems to be working and what people are engaging with, do more of that. That's yeah. that's essentially what it is. Just do okay. more of what's working.
2: Okay. And um, just the other question was basically, how do we, because obviously, like you said, nail techs and it needs to be like location-based as much as I appreciate my followers in Timbuktu, they're never <laughs> going to turn into a client. True. <laughs> Coming all this way, you yeah. know, that kind of things. Um, how would you recommend building that, that type of a following, how would you recommend reaching out? Like, obviously the internet's a big place. Mm.
3: How do we try and kind of keep it local? Something I like to re- recommend to any sort of local business really is utilizing the power of Facebook groups, um, okay. whether it's your own Facebook group that you've made or whether it's a local community group. I'm sure we're all <laughs> part of at least one group um, our Facebook community group for areas in which we have, we live in, or well, generally represent um, Monaco Knox
2: and Grass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, for for example, um, I'm part of a few community groups that are around my area um, in Auckland, and um, one lady, uh, one lady business owner who's done amazing for herself. She's not a nail salon; she's actually a personal trainer and has her own um, yeah her own business. Runs fitness classes around the area. She is so consistent on posting within the local community groups. She even sometimes does Facebook Lives in the group. But she has done so well with her social media marketing and u- utilizing local Facebook groups that she is the known person in the area. Everyone knows her name. Everyone recognizes her name. Um, and that's one area in which she's done very well. And But that could work for any type of local business. Okay, cool. Thank
2: you.
1: So my question that I had um, just earlier when you were talking about the different kind of posting, posting like once or twice a day, when you say posting, is this just like, say it's an Instagram post, do you mean a post twice a day or do you mean like posting a photo and then doing a few stories later? Like
3: a post being just a normal standard post on Instagram stories any number of stories, you know, as long as, of course, is, you know, the adding value and everything. Um, but for, yeah, for Instagram, um, two different sorts of posts.
1: Right. So, um, I guess that leads into my next question, which we were talking about, you know, with the three E's, um, the, the, and the sort of meme side of it. Like I've seen, I've heard a couple of different varying sides of memes with nail text and like it. Does certain things for your business it makes you look cheap but it makes you look relatable like I guess my question from that is is there a, a social media etiquette that we should be kind of following in terms of that stuff like what's what uh, from your recommendation what is good and what's bad in terms of like meaning
3: sure well in terms of memes only use memes if it is appropriate or relevant to your business. Mm. Don't post a meme just for the sake of posting a meme. I'm sure there are other ways to show a bit of a an entertaining, humorous side, like may, maybe yourself as a personality, uh, maybe you're doing a video which is a, like a, a behind-the-scenes into your day as a nail tech, and, and just you being you. I mean, that's that's entertainment in itself. You don't need to be a comedian to you know be engaging. Mm. Um, in terms of just, like, general social media etiquette, are you talking, same?
0: Yeah, I think it's just,
1: like, I've seen a couple of posts, and I know you've you've done a couple here and there. It's like, when my client does this, or when my client comes in late and she comes in without a coffee for me, and it's like, mm. I have seen a couple of other, like, different varying opinions of, like, I don't like this because it makes my clients feel this, or it, my clients feel that it
0: means it's all awesome. myself. Like, um... So I have two pages. I've got mm-hmm. the Monaco page, which is talking to nail techs, and then my personal client page. Um, and anything like, like on my personal, like the client page where I promote nails, that's more like if I post a meme, it'll be relatable to clients. Mm-hmm. And if I have one that's like, like I think a recent one where it was like when cli- when you ask a client to relax mm-hmm. their hand, mm-hmm. and it's right, like really yeah. hand. Um, like I've put that to other nail tests. Mm. and I think like my my personal opinion on it is just that like I I definitely do try and relate it to my audience, um, but also like like um, Chelsea was saying, it if you, certain businesses shouldn't post them, mm-hmm. um, in lo- like in lots of industries it wouldn't work, but then. And, and in certain salons, it wouldn't work. Like, if you're a high-end spa where you charge, like, $250 for a couple of hours, like, fancy service, then that, I personally think that's not quite the right thing. Okay. But, like, yeah. but if you're, like, trying to build your business on personality, like Chelsea was saying, we're personal brands, then if it fits your humor then you post it and you'll get the right people booking in like if Mm. they think that the stuff that you post isn't funny or relatable then they won't come and then to me, that's kind of a good thing because it sounds a bit cold, but like, if you become a regular client of mine, I'm going to sit with you for an hour a fortnight. So I'm going to sit and talk to you one-on-one for 26 hours a year. Mm. If you don't think I'm funny, then that's going to be a long 26 hours. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so like it should, I don't know, it depends. Like I'll only pick ones that I think are funny. And then if you don't mm. like them, then like, First of all, it's not the whole of what I post. So like you, yeah. you get a whole story from looking at everything that I post, but also I post things I think are funny. And then it comes back to what we were talking about before with like being relatable and stuff where I'm, I'm posting stuff for me. I'm posting stuff I would share with my friends and that's how I look to attract people who would fit well with my business as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably for me just coming from a place of like, I
1: as as I've said, I don't really go into social media much, and I don't um, really venture into personal sides of myself on my business Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mostly just because I've still got that like inner fear that no, this is my business. This isn't part of me, even yeah. though it is all was it is all one. Yeah. To
2: yeah. expand on what Janelle's saying as well, I think it's sometimes a fine balance of walking that that line. Like even though we're not the or maybe we are, but maybe if we're not the, like you said, super high-end on and things like that, we'd still like to be associated with a a high-end brand and that kind of thing. Mm. where where is the line between personable but professional? Yeah,
1: Mm. I think that's probably focusing Mm. more, like, definitely defining the question I've got. (laughs)
2: Because, of course, like, I want them to appreciate my sense of humor because I'm hilarious. but, (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) But at the same time. I want them to also be coming to me because I'm, you know, knowledgeable and and clued in about what it is that I'm doing. So I mean, for sure, balance and and not every single post I do is going to be some hilarious me. But whereas I've seen lots of people posting things of their family, which for me I'm like, what? I'm not following you. First, yeah. I'm like, yeah. you I've out.
1: <laughs> I followed a couple of people recently who have started doing more personalized yeah. stories, and I just like all good, I like your work, but I can't follow that then, because it's just blocking up my other things that I'm doing, and I don't really want to see it.
2: You know that parent who, like, every time somebody comes around, they whip out the naked baby photo? I feel like (laughs) we're just getting a little bit too close to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: For me, because they're a part of my personality that isn't actually personal, like, because I totally agree with you on the family posting pictures kind of thing, like, for me, I don't post pictures of like anything like maybe once a year there will be like actually not anymore because when I worked from home maybe once a year my cat would make an appearance but like generally I keep myself me personally away from social media so like my humor is one part that crosses that line so you were saying like Mm -hmm. where's the line for me personally not from like an expert point of view that Chelsea will give us in a second but like for me personally it's it's parts of me that aren't specific to me, like mm. my family, my pets, like most of my hobbies are specific to me, whereas my humour is something that can be mm. shared by multiple people, if that makes sense. I think that's where it's my like, line is.
2: It's like a second or third date. You're allowed to be a little bit more of you, but not full freak yet. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, what yeah, do Kelsey?
1: Kelsey, what do you think about that? What can yeah. you
3: do I definitely think it's yeah, using your own judgment with what you think is appropriate to put on your own business page. And also, um, if, if you're finding it difficult, have have separate pages. I've got my own personal Instagram, and then I've got my business Instagram. And I guess a perfect illustration of what we're talking about right now is just yesterday, I posted a photo on my Instagram story, the same photo on my personal story and my, the Queen of Swords Media Instagram story. I was working yesterday at home at my laptop. It's a photo of uh, my cat on my lap, and it's got my laptop in it. Um, so it's my my cat was working with me at my desk. On my personal Instagram, um, oh, it, I had different captions appropriate to the different pages. So on my personal Instagram, it um, said something inappropriate like, um, oh, I'm trying to do work, but this little shit is, you know, it's 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 not not going according to plan right now. You know, a little bit of swearing, you know, just my personality coming out. Then on my business's Instagram page, the exact same photo, different caption, and it said, "Oh, the office assistant has decided to come to work today," and it's just making it. It's still got a bit of humor in it, but it's just making it appropriate well, to the audience. <laughs> I wouldn't post like, "Oh, little shit." on my business's yeah. Instagram story just because I want to keep it a little bit more professional. So yeah. you're just using the judgment of what what's appropriate for what platform.
1: Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely cleared, cleared it up a little bit more. I think, I think yeah, yeah, definitely as I was saying before, I've still got that personal feeling of like, I can't cross the line too much or just with like a little bit of self-reflecting. I do, but it's not the humor side which I really yeah. should because I, I like, like
0: this could actually be a whole it could be podcast, a would be like yeah we shouldn't we should have a podcast <laughs> on where the line is not just with social media mm-hmm. but across our businesses yeah. so I think that could be something we chat about another time yeah because I think like for me
1: memes and things I don't tend to post even though I am funny and I talk a lot about like I joke with my clients that kind of thing but I don't necessarily post memes I post more about The anxiety and mental health stuff when I do post about yeah yeah it's just a different kind of thing Um, and I think it's also a part of me trying to say like hey guys my day might be a bit shitty without saying my day's a bit shitty Um, so yeah that's 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 helped me a little bit to understand that at least
2: (laughs) Um, maybe we're just old school Janelle and like terrified that once it's on the internet it's out there (laughs) (laughs) forever.
1: Do you have any idea how embarrassed I am if I post something and then it turns around and I get like just pure <laughs> like clients, yes, yes I do. clients. Okay, like that terrifies me. <laughs> um, so Chelsea, I was going to ask you, um, for potential clients coming to you, how would you then work around like figuring out what marketing is suited for them and how do you go about pricing for them?
3: Right, Uh, so the way I do it is a potential client contacts me, Um, I then invite them onto a phone call, 20 minutes max, um, and I just ask all these questions, what are you looking for, Uh, what are you currently doing, well what do do you need, what platforms does your business use, what what other digital marketing activities are you doing, Um, just so I have a really good understanding of what they actually need. And then afterwards I'll go away and I'll put together a proposal and this will have two or three different options of packages. So I work via monthly packages. It's a per month fee Um, and it totally depends. The pricing is individual to every single potential client. Um, I've never given out a proposal that has the exact same pricing. Depends how many platforms do you need management of? Do you need Facebook advertising? Um, are you looking for growth, community management, engagement, raft after things? Um, and then you send the proposal away. They decide what package is best suited for them. And yeah, that's how it goes. And then the rest is history.
1: That's pretty that's pretty easy. Nice yeah. and really tailor-made kind of things.
3: So
1: yeah. um, it's like, because I know we've got a couple of, people that I know of from Monaco who do their own marketing like yourself and um for someone like me who really has no shit show idea of what I'm actually doing <laughs> me
2: too, no, me too.
1: <laughs> can we like can we reach out to you and like ask a few tips without possibly going into the like purchasing your services like is that something that you can do as well like I imagine a few of our listeners are going to have some questions as well and normally we sort of have questions rolling in that we can then ask you that our viewers watch or our sure. viewers ask um, is that possible for them to come to you and say like hey I've I've been watching you on the Monaco podcast can can we ask you some questions
3: yeah absolutely um flip me a message via my Facebook page Email on my website, um, you know, just a couple of questions. I can do um, a social media strategy. So it's actually a full, um, few page document where I, well, actually, before I get to that, I actually <laughs> do offer a free audit. <laughs> which oh, yeah. I can actually analyze your pages. It's not super in depth, it's a free service, but it'll still give you um, a few pointers um, on what you're doing, what you could be doing better, a few uh, content tips, and Actionable advice that you can take away yourself. And then if you want the full comprehensive strategy, I can do that uh, for a fee. But otherwise, if you just got like a, one question you want to pop through, absolutely um, hit me up on Facebook or Instagram or my website. What's facebook page uh, facebook page is Facebook.com slash Queen of Swords Media. It's the same on Instagram, Queen of Swords Media. Uh, my website is queenofswordsmedia.com. Um, but yeah, maybe we could put the link to that in the comment section yeah. when this is Yeah, yeah.
1: We normally, because we've had the technical difficulties today, we normally have something that pops up with your at and all your information, but right.
0: that's, that,
1: that didn't happen today. <laughs> all good.
2: What, yeah, I set it up and then it, and then it and we, just it had so We much. just had to go a little bit MacGyver this afternoon and we, we made it happen. Uh, yeah, we got, it, got there it, in the at end. At least <laughs> <it happening> today. <laughs> how many girls does it take to set up a life (laughs) it's a (laughs) bad joke I know what
1: it (laughs) is so one of the other questions I was going to ask you Charles was um, how do we know when something's like not working or going bad other than maybe like if we aren't so tuned into the analytical side of things and and just I, I guess we really should be to know what's actually working but from a viewpoint like what am I trying to say From like a quick view, is there something
3: that can tell us that something's not working? Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, if if you're not really going to go in depth into like the analytics with engagement and seeing how many people you're reaching, I suppose it goes back if you have any goals, like is your goal to grow your page? Is your goal to increase uh, traffic to your website? Is your goal to um, just increase inbound inquiries? Um, and if none of that is happening, um, then yeah, it is probably time to reevaluate, change things up, try something new, um, take a look at what is working. Um, but yeah, if you're not seeing any sort of results, and when I say that, it's, a, yeah, it's the big picture view. It's not just, oh, I posted one time on Instagram last week and I haven't got tenure appointments. Oh, it's not working. No, it's, it's looking at all the other various things as well, like increased website traffic messages, um, even everything coming down to shares, like, it's it's having a big, big picture view, and um, if, if things are just stagnant, then it's time to change things up.
1: Cool, cool, so you mentioned their goals, like, with your goals, do you normally set that up with the client, like, you're saying, like, hey, you've got, what kind of goals do you have?
2: Yeah, yeah my goal is to make money,
3: how do I do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the ultimate question <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no so definitely I mean a lot of clients actually have no idea in terms of goals with social media yeah. marketing. Um, and when I say oh, I offer um, a, a comprehensive strategy for you like well strategy I mean that, that's a big word like what is it exactly does that entail and really it is something as simple as setting yourself up say I've got five goals over the next six months that's to increase my website traffic by 20% Increase messages each month that sort of thing Um, Sorry, what was the original question? Um, Something about goals (laughs) um, Figure out what our goal is Right. Yeah, so it's looking at the business itself So for example for you guys the ultimate goal is to increase bookings right increase appointments Mm -hmm. Um, And then with a strategy what that would entail is setting up the goal and then it's actually nutting down what are the actions we need to take to achieve this goal what is the type of content that could lead to achieving this goal um and and then coming up with it with a basic outline strategy around that um generally when it comes to my monthly management clients a lot of them will just I can go through strategy with them, but at the end of the day, they're paying me to just go ahead and do it all for them. Mm. A lot of them don't really, um, really want to know so much about the real technical side of the strategy and goals and tactics and all of that. um, Unless they're a person who is only just paid for a strategy that they then have to go and implement themselves. Oh yeah. So I think, we're we're relatively close to winding down
1: I, yes. I think so yes. I want to ask Mariah or um Penny if you've got any other last questions that you want to ask Chelsea yeah
0: my uh, <laughs> I, my my favorite part's just um the the talk at the end about goals like uh, Janelle's just watched me write down on my bit of paper like social goals because I think like I've spent lots of time I've done lots of like social media courses, lots of marketing courses, online, in-person, like blah, blah, blah. It's something I really enjoy. So I feel like I've um, like immersed myself in it quite a bit. And so a few of the things that you talked about, Chelsea, like the three E's, the no like and trust, like some of those things, like I'm familiar with those concepts. Um, but what I find is that I get caught up in all of those concepts and and what what I've been doing lately, it's all like, it's, it's all decent work but it's not, it's not around a goal. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm going to like take away from this is that little reminder to be like, hold on a second, like what's the actual end goal? So, um, like for, for a page that is, you know, maybe I want to increase my, the number of clients I have, then what I'm doing at the moment wouldn't work for that. Cause that's, that's not my goal. But like, if I think about the Monoponel Academy Facebook page, I feel like it's a little bit muddled at the moment. Like each individual piece of content is, has a lot of work behind it, has a good idea behind it, has some strategy, but I don't think the strategy is aligned. So that's, that's my thing. Like not so much a question, but that's like my big takeaway is yeah, that, that I'm going to go and like work out what the goal is for my page because mine isn't necessarily. Get a client. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to go work that out and yeah, that's, that's my good, my good thing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What about you Mariah? Awesome
2: yeah i think for for me um i just need to be a little bit braver <laughs> to put my big girl undies on and and maybe just start posting a little bit more to be honest with you so maybe it's the first step on the ladder but that's mm-hmm. okay. we um yeah somewhere to start isn't
1: it no i definitely need to now make more memes
2: yeah <laughs> by Janelle um, you can do oh, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> only yeah, so
1: i can like belittle my clients and be like don't hold your hand like this <laughs> So, okay, with all of that said, I want to say massive thank you, Chelsea, for coming in and teaching us all about social media and managing and marketing and everything like that. And oh, no,
3: thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> and so we've got, I know we've said it a couple of times in the podcast, but just once more for the end of the road, what your um, at are and everything like that, can you just let us know?
3: Sure. Yep. Um, queenofswordsmedia.com. And it's the same handle on Facebook and Instagram, Queen of Swords Media.
1: Perfect. And then we'll put that in the links and everything as well. Um, and so the other people I've had with me, just not as important,
2: I've got <laughs> Mariah. And what's your handle, Mariah? So I'm at wish4nails, or spout out of full, 4-F-O-R. F-O-R. And that's Instagram and Facebook as well.
0: Perfect.
1: And then
2: I've had Penny.
0: Um, and mine is Penny Lawler Nail Artist. And um, of course, we also have Monaco Nail Academy. And um, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere is the same. Penny Lawler Nail Artist and Monaco Nail Academy.
1: Awesome. And then I am Janelle from Plume Nail Design. P-L-U-M-E.
0: Don't forget me.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, with that said, what are we talking
0: about next week? That is an excellent question good All right. every single week we do this where I, <laughs> I go oh let's chat about what we're talking about next week and every single idea next week we are talking about our views on loyalty programs whether or not they are good for business whether or not they have suited each of our individual businesses and what some alternatives are if you feel like maybe they aren't
2: the best thing for your business and awesome. stay tuned, obviously, for that other topic we mentioned today about um, crossing the line and, and where is that line in terms right. of? Have you read <laughs> In the post, Penny. It'll be with you momentarily. <laughs> <Excellent>. I love
1: <laughs> it. Okay. Well, again, thank you, Chelsea, for joining us, and um, you've been listening to the Monaco Style and Success podcast. Awesome.
0: Thank, thank you. you. Next week, Monday, five pm on our Facebook page. All right. All right. <laughs> See you um, yeah.